guys. Welcome back to the Forking Wellness Podcast. My name is Barry Strickoff, Registered Dietitian. And I'm Sophie Bertrand, Registered Nutritionist, and we are the authors of the Forking Wellness book and obviously the Forking Wellness Podcast. Each week we sit down and we discuss all things health and wellness from debunking diet myths to nutrition information, lifestyle factors, etc. Stick with us while we try and work out what the Fork Wellness really is. I don't even know what we do. Hi, guys. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Forking Wellness Podcast. It's just Soph and I today, and we're just going to answer some of our Instagram DMs. Yeah, Um, I feel like we've had like a bit of a backlog, um, but we're going to keep it short and sweet and pick the kind of most popular topics because I feel like we've covered so much on this podcast. So we picked the ones that we maybe haven't touched on in a while. Yeah, so some of them are kind of like a mix of like nutrition topics and then also some like personal topics. Um, but I feel like, should we keep it like quick fire? Yes, let's do it. <laughs> keep it okay. fun, short and sweet. Okay, amazing. I'll start with one, which is I'm about to qualify as an associate registered nutritionist and I'm struggling to find a job I like. Do you have any mm. recommendations? Oh, I feel like this is so popular. And actually, I just took um, two of my interns out for brunch last week. And I had, I mentored them both as well. And we've had these conversations because it is so, one, there's like so many avenues you can go down. And two, it's like, it's actually really difficult to find a job that you like. There's not loads of jobs out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and also it's that like, that versus do I then go on and specialize in dietetics because there are actually more dietitian roles out there but Mm -hmm. they aren't very well paid no they're not and um (laughs) actually this is one of the reasons that I left Mm. being a dietitian because I felt um well I didn't leave being a dietitian I just don't work in my nine to five job as a dietitian but I'm still a dietitian I still hold all my credits and keep up my CPD but I just felt really stifled by the progression where it's like band five band six by band seven Mm. here's your pay increments and like versus cost of living in London and first things I just didn't feel like I, I felt quite stifled by it. Um, so I moved laterally in my company to do some other things where career progression was just a bit um, more exciting. Yeah. Um, I feel like I've said this before, you don't become a nutritionist or a dietitian to make money. You have yes. to do it because you love it. And yes. if you end up making, you know, a substantial amount of money, which you can do depending on what you do, um, that's a bonus basically because like I said you don't really you know you're never going to be a millionaire (laughs) fortunately (laughs) um wish but no I think when it comes to like being like this is probably really bad advice but like I feel like when it comes to like you're just about to qualify my advice is just take whatever job you can get I completely Um, agree don't hold out for like that perfect job um, because I think experience is actually so important and you're Mm -hmm. going to learn what you like and what you don't like. And you might be really surprised, but I say, just take whatever comes your way and go from there. Yeah. So one of my interns did a food science degree and that is such a different role than wanting to work with clients or working in public health or anything like that. You're actually like looking at quite a lot of data. Everything's quite analytical um quite like not maths like but mm. it's like like that yeah it's like black and white whereas nutrition is actually quite gray as like a practice um 
so yeah I would say decide what especially if you're registering with the AFN you have to register under I think there's five different categories yeah. yeah so decide which one you actually want to go into I think you should be quite clear of where you want to get to but at the same time like Barry said take whatever job you can get for experience because it might turn out that you want to do something a little bit different than you thought you did it's really good to explore those different avenues yeah so my first job when I qualified as a dietitian was just a like super general hospital role um in a hospital on Long Island um and I worked in all the units like med surge and telemetry um, that hospital specifically had a psych ward and an alcohol and drug detox and rehab center. Um, so I was kind of on all of those floors, um, mm-hmm. which was really interesting. And I actually learned a lot about what I liked and what I didn't like. And I like just learned so much. And then from there, I started doing private practice with someone who had their private practice. I started working with them. Um, first just like shadowing and then started like seeing own clients through them and that that kind of like sparked my next career progression um but like I don't think I would have gotten that role without clinical experience so I just you just take the first role that you can gain up experience learn as much as you can and then you can continuously move into the things that you like I agree I think work experience in the nutritionist nutrition industry is literally invaluable like whatever you're doing even if it's like a two-week intern for someone and then a month intern for someone just do as many different roles within the industry as you can um one for experience two to like help you figure out what you want to do um and yeah just bulk out your cv before you because it is really competitive as well and we see a lot of people who i think more and more people now coming out of nutrition degrees is like oh I'll just kind of be a freelancer and work with clients and to make money just working with clients is very taxing yeah you have to see a lot of clients and I always thought that that's what I'd want to do but actually the client work now is probably 20 10 10 20 percent of my whole nutrition role yeah and just for any new grads out there like your career is a lifetime like it is a lifetime worth of a career so just what you do in your 20s 30s like is not what you have to do forever so instead of trying to think like oh I don't know what to do I don't know where to start like you you know you can chop and change like I was a dietitian for five years and then I went into marketing Mm -hmm. I'm still using all of my expertise and actually like it's so funny because I was um running these focus groups at work and my manager was like, that was really good. Like, that was a really good focus group. And I was like, it was just like a group education, nutrition consultation yeah. for me. So it's like, you don't realize like- How you can apply your work. skills you learn and like where to ask people questions and how to like actively listen. And you know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it comes into play so many times that I still write like nutrition stuff all the time. And obviously this podcast, so like there's just- just don't be afraid by the first job you take doesn't have to dictate your entire career yeah I agree okay so cool um so next question does it matter when you eat is little and often better I feel like I remember this was like way before I went studying nutrition or was even interested in nutrition it was like a thing that like oh little and often is better like to keep your metabolism going 
Do you remember that? Or was that like a UK thing? No, no, no. It's definitely a, definitely a thing. I remember that as well. I think... And I then like this is one of intermittent those... fasting came in and it's like, oh, actually, no, it's better to like starve your body for a little bit and then, and then reboot it. Like there's so many conflicting um, like articles. I think it just comes down to you and what agree. you do, but also like it can differ on a day to day basis or a month to month basis or mm-hmm. like. I just think it's such a hard thing to give like an ultimatum to. So for example, like when we were in the office pre-pandemic, I would eat breakfast before I left the house or I'd eat like right when I got to the office and then lunch and then dinner and snacks in between. And now actually, because I'm working from home and I find my mornings a bit slower, I actually don't get hungry until like 10, 30, Mm -hmm. 11, which is so different to what I was previously doing. But that's just like how environment can change. I'm still the same person my eating habits haven't changed it's just the timings um and that's just due to environment I'm literally having like my first snack at that time like I eat breakfast at like seven o'clock in the morning yeah exactly and I used to do that as well and just because Mm. my routine changed because I'm not like waking up at six o'clock getting dressed taking the tube and like you know I feel like my day started so much earlier that like Mm. everything started earlier but now actually like I eat a bit later and sometimes I wake up starving and eat first thing and sometimes I'm like oh crap it's 10 45 I should probably eat breakfast do you know what I mean like it's so different like I just think like you just gotta listen to your body which is completely and I also I also think like if you are if you're not a breakfast person you don't eat breakfast but you have a meeting at noon maybe just have something because if that meeting like runs over to like one two o'clock that you're you're going to be well theoretically you would be really really hungry and then you might have more of a binge and then be like throw yourself off for the rest of the day yeah and even just like different in the sense of like what you ate the night before can really dictate Mm. how hungry you are in the morning or something as simple as like exercise can really impact um your appetite and things so I think it's like there's no hard and fast rule of like oh I'm the kind of person who always wakes up first thing in the morning and eats because like there's probably a situation where you don't do that. And if you label yourself like that, mm. is that going to cause you to stress out on the mornings that yeah. you don't? I just feel like um, I just feel like every day is different and every body is different and everyone's situation is different. Yeah, completely. So little and often might work for some people. Some people prefer just three meals a day. I'm yeah. a snacker. Like it's I'm less of a snacker. It's yeah. completely individual. And I think it also goes to like your genetics. Like, are you someone who's more prone to like low blood sugar and hypoglycemia mm. and stuff like that? So you probably do have to eat a bit more little and often mm. to maintain your blood sugars. Where if you don't have an issue with that, then that's probably nothing you've ever thought of before. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't think that we have any hard research in the sense that oh, little and often equals healthy weight maintenance or whatever you want to call it or actually no three meals a day is better like it's the same like you know we've always been told breakfast is the most important meal of the day for some people it is for some people it's not exactly and there's always going to be research to suit an argument so there's definitely research, research that says that people who eat breakfast are more likely to maintain their weight in the long mm. term there's also research to say that intermittent fasting is you know good for or Per, like very early preliminary research saying intermittent fasting may be okay for you know um longevity and 
things like that and inflammation and, you know, also weight maintenance. And those are two conflicting things, but they're both scientifically valid. Yeah, Um, So there's just, there's an argument for everything, but one doesn't cancel the other out. Like two things can be scientifically valid that do contradict each other. Like it happens all the time. Yeah. But your lifestyle and individual needs need to come first. Yeah, exactly. I think it's just like experimentation as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think it's just also like, what's your schedule today? And how does that differ for yesterday? So yeah, eating may differ as well. Totally. Okay, cool. On to the next one. If you weren't a dietitian or a nutritionist, what would you do? I love this question. It's really weird because when I do have your your answer. Like, I don't know. I think I have multiple answers. Okay. I was going to say like pre-baby. Um, I So I've always, so obviously I did psychology first and I've always been fascinated with the brain. So I would have seen myself going more down like the research route of like looking at brain health. Um but then at the same time, I actually know someone who does that and she looks at like um, Alzheimer's and all these kind of um, like neurodegenerative diseases, which is quite um, like an investment. It could be quite upsetting as well to be working with people like that. So maybe like I'd have to rethink that, but somewhere within the field of psychology, I think. Um, but now that I've got Romeo, I'm like, maybe I'll just be his mum. <laughs> like yeah I don't know it sounds really weird um but I I love working I love my work and I I don't I didn't ever see myself as just like a full-time stay-at-home mom that just like wasn't me I love my career but I don't know maybe like I mean why can't you have both especially like I feel like it's so different like when you have a newborn yeah who requires a lot of your attention First, like like children who are in school that give you freedom to do the thing you know what I mean I just feel like that's yeah like it does make you rethink like even at the moment I am just having this like not like crisis at all but I am rethinking where I'm at in life at the moment in terms of I truly thought before Romeo I was like I'm going to be exactly the same as I am right now I'm just going to be me with a baby he will slot into my life but now I'm like actually I feel very different now. He is literally my everything. I never could have imagined how much I loved him and wanted to be his mum full time. So I'm thinking like, how do I balance my life differently at the moment? So I feel like I I didn't answer that question very well, but that's where I'm at and I'll come back to you in regards to where I've landed. No, I think that's a very valid answer. Um, It's also like, you got to do what makes you happy and that's what makes you happy. And that's what should happen um if I wasn't a dietitian so I thought when I was younger I wanted to go into medicine excuse me because I've always loved math and science um we all know I'm a fainter and I can't actually handle that so that never happens that's why I went into nutrition but I do think like um it's funny because growing up I was always like math and science my brother was always like English and Mm -hmm. languages and history and stuff and I like always hated that because it was really ambiguous um and it was just like whether you can argue your a lot of the times it was like whether you can just present your case and argue it in a like a strong enough way whereas like I always felt like two plus two is always four and that felt like really safe for me and I can just like do that 
Um, and I really did excel like in math and like physics and stuff like that growing up. So um, uh, it's funny because like I would be like, oh, maybe I would have been like a really good like civil engineer or like an accountant or something like that. Mm. But actually now in my job, I'm actually like have this whole other like creative yeah, side to me. Yeah, I was going to say you are actually quite creative. And I didn't actually like realize because I always just like, I don't know. I feel like when you're younger and you go through school, you get labeled like, oh, you're really good at this. You're really good at this. And you kind of like turn off this other half of your Mm -hmm. brain because like, especially when you have siblings and one sibling is better at one thing, you become the sibling that's good at math and your other sibling. Yeah, I was going to say, I truly believe everyone is creative in their own way. Everyone is creative. Just like not everyone can draw. Do you know what I mean? Like there's different, there's different types of creativity. <laughs> exactly. I can't draw and I'm not the best like writer, if that makes sense. Um, but I do have like a very creative element to my brain. Um, but in the same way, I'm still very like executional and very like mm. organized. And I like facts and I like, yeah. I like being able to like figure things out, like problem solving. Mm-hmm. So I guess like I have no idea but I think I probably would have went down like just knowing me and my upbringing and things like that I probably would have went down like a safer route of like accountant or like structural engineer or something like that just because like that was just like math and science and that's just like what I was good at but would I have been happy and ended up where I wanted to be probably not (laughs) yeah that yeah that is really crazy to think like if I actually hadn't pursued nutrition I would have assumed I'd stick with the psychology route, but who knows? Yeah, honestly, who knows? Um, Okay, so back to a nutrition-y type question. Uh, Should we be eating less on the days that we don't exercise? I feel this is one of those questions um, where you're too into the details of health. Yeah, I completely agree. Overthinking it. Yeah. Uh, yeah my exactly. thing is, we shouldn't be eating the exact same amount of calories every single day. Like, you know, different foods have different calories. And it's unless you're literally tracking everything on an app, which I don't recommend, we probably all end up eating different um, like amount of food every day. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you've just done... I don't know, an hour long swim or you went for a run or you've done this HIIT workout, theoretically, you are going to consume more food because you've just burnt a load of energy. But that's, I prefer looking at it that way, as in when you exercise, you should probably eat a bit more, not, oh, I haven't exercised, so I probably shouldn't eat as much today. Does that make sense? Yes, I totally agree. You should never restrict because you didn't exercise Mm. um, and you shouldn't ever compensate with exercise to manage your food intake. But on days where you do exercise it, it depends. Like I can do a 25 minute yoga class and I probably don't need any extra um, Mm -hmm. food as if I did a 25 minute run, which I've never done. But if I did do a 25 minute run, (laughs) I might feel different. Um, But I think like exercise, like it also depends on your goals. Like if you're trying Mm -hmm. to achieve like muscle growth and stuff like that, then there are like things you have to like do in terms of like your nutrient needs and timings that are different for people who aren't trying to achieve that goal. Mm. Um, so it's, it's different, but for example, like Mark plays um, 
for a football team and they train Monday nights and he gets home at like 10. Oh god. And he like after like an hour and a half of training, but he's like not hungry at all. Like yeah. he like most like oh, do you want to eat something eat before you go to sleep? Yeah, exactly. He's like, no, I just want to like shower and go to bed and stuff like bed, that. Yeah. But then like the next day I'm always like, okay, make sure that like have a good breakfast. Just... Exactly. So yeah. like I just think again, like you just have to listen to your body as well. Like mm. your body will let you know when it's hungry and it will let you know if it's not having enough food. Yeah. And also on the flip side of that, say if you are someone who consistently exercises like four or five times a week on your two or three rest days, I, like I said, I just mat, just eat the same. Like don't think, oh, I have an exercise day, so I'm going to brain it in a little bit. Just eat what you're used to eating because it, it is about consistency and like what you do over time. It's not going to matter on that like two two rest days a week that you've had like 300 calories less. Like just just eat. <laughs> exactly. And I think like nutrition and even weight, which we don't really talk about, but I'll include it in here, like your overall health, your nutrient needs, your weight, your vitamin minerals, etc. Mm. It's not a day-to-day thing. Your body doesn't like that, yeah. assess it on a day-to-day thing. It's kind of like an average and accumulation over time, but your body doesn't say, oops, we need 600 more calories today. Yeah. Um, or the next, it, it, that's not how your body like, we don't yeah. keep score like that. Yeah. And it's like, if you, like I said, on your two rest days of like raining in by X amount of calories, your body's not going to think, okay, cool. Um, you know, we won't put on an extra pound now. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, it's, exactly. not gonna, it's not going to make that much difference. So you might as well yeah. just eat the same to nourish your body. I agree. Eat the same, eat normally. If you're hungry, eat a bit more. If you mm. get full sooner, you don't have to finish your plate. Like yeah. it's very, um, I think that question, it like sounds like it stems from a place of like still trying to like maybe figure things out. Yeah, completely. Okay, cool. Well, that was quick. I have our last question, um, which is make it a good one. (laughs) I see speedy. What is your death row meal? Okay, like your last, your last supper, I guess. Like your last. Okay, you you go first because I've got my my two, but you go. You know, like when some people are like, okay, well, here's what I'd have for my starter. Well, that's what I was, I'm not a starter person, but I'll see if I can think of something that I could add to my list whilst you go. It's so weird because I actually like, I don't know, I feel like um, this is going to sound so weird, but I don't actually know if I have like a favorite food. I just like love to eat and I love food and like I think if you really press me I'd have to say like sushi like I'd have like a big like sashimi sushi rolls kind of like spread with the coca-cola um 100% but like an miso soup like I love love a coke with sushi um it just like goes so well for me um but like I love sushi and I eat it all the time but like I actually don't feel like I have like an obsession with a single food yeah I know what you mean like if you were to just say like what do you, you know what do you really fancy for dinner tonight like what would be your favorite I honestly wouldn't take a starter I'm just not a starter person I'd rather have like sides with my main if that makes sense but I would probably have like a really crispy pan fried salmon with sweet potato fries and broccoli in like miso and um, maybe like some roasted carrots as well 
Um, raw carrots as well. Raw carrots as well. Um, and then like literally just a big box of chocolate truffles. <laughs> but I feel like I genuinely eat that a lot of the time anyway. Yeah, that's so funny. It's like very like. So it's not like a meal like, that I'd be like, oh, I'd have like, I don't know. Like, like something. <laughs> yeah, like some like gourmet, like ultra fancy food. It would just be like what I normally eat anyway, because I literally just choose to eat what I enjoy. Yeah, exactly. Like if I like go to like my favorite absolute meals and then it's like favorite meals versus like comfort food. I was going to say, but then I'm like, like I could also go for a pizza. Yeah, exactly. Like I could totally go for a Caesar salad. Mm. And like, I'm not saying like, I love Caesar salad. Don't know why. It's literally just like lettuce and cheese, which like. I know, I was going to say, I don't get why you have such an obsession with that it sounds so weird but like and I love my mom's Caesar salad which was always like um and I'm putting in air quotes like a healthier version because that's like what she used to call it when we were growing up not me calling it that that's just like how she labeled it but then I would like love to go to like the diner and get like a really really bad Mm. Caesar salad that's just like literally so like I don't even know if that's a real cheese it just tastes disgusting and delicious at the same time and it's like overdressed where like the lettuce is like soggy and horrible and like to me that's like yum but I also really like like a crispy kale like with like fresh parmesan cheese flown in from Italy and like a mayo-free Dijon mustard kind of tahini dressing that could also be Caesar salad like there's like on the spectrum of Caesar salads I eat everything like and I do not discriminate um (laughs) and I just feel like that for me is like comfort food I don't know why so funny we're all so different I mean you and I are so different when it comes to food but like everyone is so different yeah exactly and for dessert I don't even know what I would choose for dessert you're just not I feel like you just have like a bag of sour gummies or something (laughs) a hundred percent it would be like a bag of sour patch watermelons yeah like those um those belts you know those oh my god I hate those you and I are so different because you would never sit and eat a box of chocolates I can't like stomach a lot of chocolate it just like doesn't do anything I just have this stomach that can take so much chocolate that's how I feel at a pick and mix though like literally anything coated in sugar I can just like till the roof of my mouth burns oh god yeah I think it it was either my friend or kitty they've probably both done it like sucked so many like sweets that like it made the roof of their mouth raw (laughs) I think I think Kitty actually my sister um I don't know if she's gonna listen to this episode but you know prawn cocktail crisps they're quite fizzy she like over over ate them and her tongue like skin was coming off of her tongue (laughs) I know exactly what you're talking about they like um (laughs) they really sting sometimes yeah too many of them yeah they're like really they're quite fizzy weirdly yeah but I also feel like in a weird way they like suck all the moisture out of your mouth yes yeah yeah yeah. and then you're left like oh yeah I don't know that's so funny um I feel like in um maybe a different time in my life I would have had a different answer in this in the sense that like I like obsessed about food differently so I like Mm. had the perfect meal and now it's like all right whatever whatever you're gonna give to me is like fine like Mm. I'm just like less like I don't care about it the way I used to yeah I know what you mean yeah cool 
that was a very short and sweet episode yes I liked it though I think I think it'll be good nice short and sweet way to start or finish your Wednesday yes hopefully. definitely and we will be back next week with I don't know what we're doing next week actually we're living we were ahead of ourselves for a while but we're back to living by the week at the moment so it will be a surprise as to what's up next week but um, we will be (laughs) back for our listeners and ourselves and for us yeah (laughs) amazing well we'll we'll see you guys next week thanks for listening Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of the Forking Wellness Podcast. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe. And share with your friends if you love this episode. It really does help us get seen in the chart. You can now also order our Forking Wellness book anywhere books are sold. Order it on Amazon Prime for next day delivery. And Barnes & Noble in America. And if you love the book, we would so appreciate a review on Amazon. We absolutely love hearing your feedback and we really hope you enjoy it. We'll speak to you guys next week. Bye.